the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. We begin hour number two of the Bruce Hooley Show with our weekly visit with Matt Mayer of Opportunity Ohio. Follow him on Twitter at Ohio Matt. His organization is online at opportunityohio.org. And some interesting information about Ohio, our bounce back from the pandemic, if in fact we have done that. So, Matt, thanks for your time today. But let's start with Joe Biden in Cleveland yesterday. And I would think if I was running for Senate or I was running for governor and the president was coming to my state, I would be there. But Tim Ryan was not there and Nan Whaley was not there. What does that tell you? Uh, it tells me that getting their nails done is more important than being seen with the vice or the president of the United States, uh, <laughs> because he's so deeply unpopular, uh, virtually everywhere, even in democratic enclaves. Yeah. And I, I, I guess I'm not surprised because Tim Ryan's had ample opportunity before to say that he'd welcome him on the campaign trail and he has not done that. And of course, I think this is going to become more of a problem for Ryan as we go forward, uh, is it possible for Tim Ryan and Nan Whaley to separate themselves from Joe Biden, you know, ideologically, even if they are successful separating themselves from him physically? Well, no. I mean, because look, Tim Ryan's voting record with Joe Biden is like 99 percent or something like that. I mean, he, he you know, he's lockstep with Biden on what Biden wants to do. So he can't he can he can hide from Biden physically, but he can't hide hide from him from a vote standpoint, and and that's what Ohioans are going to look at, and and that's where he's in trouble. Yeah, and J.D. Vance is certainly going to highlight that. He's already doing that, and he went on Tucker last night to point that out. But let's talk about the substance, if there was any, in Biden's speech. It's a home game for him. There's no more friendly area for him in Ohio than Northeast Ohio because he can go in there and tout his union pension bailout plan. And, you know, true confession, I'm the the son of two factory workers, and, and I was in a union myself in Cleveland at the plane dealer. Uh, so I get unions, but I know my pension went away, and uh, that's because pensions were either poorly conceived or ill-managed. And I'm not sure people connect the dots on this, Matt. He made this big pension bailout for 200 private sector pensions with taxpayer money. Uh, how do you feel about that, and what, what do you think the fallout from that will be? Well, so that's been a long term plan of Sherrod Brown was to get that bailout put in place. And, you know, here here's the fundamental issue, right? Like, you and I both get, like, like you know, the, the guy and gal's left holding the empty bag, right? Yep. But look, that, that has, that's happening today all across America with anybody with a 401k, right, with a brokerage account because of Joe Biden, right? They've lost hundreds of thousands of dollars. So, you know, it, it, this isn't just a pension issue. But, you know, the, the bigger issue is, this is just raw political buy-off. This is the Democratic Party hoping that they can pull the voters who were union rank and file, blue-collar men and women who left the party in 2016 to vote for Trump in 16 and 20 have become Republican. This is how they're going to try to buy them back and literally buy them back by trying to get these pensions uh, uh, kind of 
paid off by the taxpayer. And, and to me, Bruce, this gets into the larger issue is like, you know, I've looked at this. You know, the the five Ohio public pensions aren't doing too well. And so what's next? Are we going to now bail out all the bad promises made by OPERS and all those guys and gals that said, oh, sure, we can give you 5% this and 3% that, and we can pick up the pension for you, superintendents, and all you, you know, high-paid management workers that work for the state or Ohio State or for the uh, for, for school districts. So all these pensions, public and private, are going to have problems. Are we going to start bailing them out? And then how is their equity with those of us who have 401ks who are losing our shirt because Joe Biden decided to drive America's economy into the ground? Yeah, those are great points. And that's what I mean by not connecting the dots. And our guest is Matt Mayer of Opportunity Ohio. Follow him on Twitter at Ohio Matt. His organization, Opportunity Ohio, is online at opportunityohio.org, and he writes a great substack called The Patriot Mind. You can search that, search Matt Mayer and The Patriot Mind, or search substack. And and what I mean is, like, the American Rescue Plan, the, the one point whatever trillion it was, which all economists, even Obama economists, say led to the inflation we now have, which caused us to lose our shirts in our retirement in the market, uh, this is the this is the out outgrowth outside the pension world. It's not been good. So a few win, and we certainly have sympathy for somebody whose pension got cut forty percent. I get it, but am I wrong that more are losing, losing in the value of your four hundred one k, losing in prices at the pump, losing in prices at the grocery store? And he's touting a policy that to me there are way more losers than winners. Well, of course, but this goes right back to the, the same thing. With, I, I, we want to pay off student loans for people who took student loans out. And, and who cares about the guy or gal that worked their tail off to pay themselves through college or, or people who, like, you know, I had my loans out. I paid my loans off in time. You know, am I going to get my money back? Because, you know, why should somebody get money today that and, and, and yet I, I, I'm out that student loan money? I, I want my school paid for, too. And that, that's the problem when you start trying to play Santa with the American public is there are always going to be more losers than you're willing to buy off unless you want to go to complete socialism, which God forbid we don't want to do. So, you know, this is where, you know, thankfully we've got an election coming up where we can get some sanity back into to the U.S. policy world. Yeah, thankfully. And, and obviously also, you know, the fact that there probably are a lot of people who made a wise financial decision that I can't afford to go to college. So they went into something else. And now they're looking back 20 years in the past going, wow, I should have gone. They're going to come to my rescue with my student loans. Matt Mayer's our well, guest. Yeah, sure, the, the number the numbers say that if more well, I need to go to college, I couldn't afford it. But boy, well, who's going to pay me my opportunity cost loss? Right. I mean, this, this is where it's just you can pull millions threads out of this stuff, and which is why it's bad policy. Yeah, it is uh, certainly bad policy, and uh, it's not hard to figure that out if you just scratch the surface. But Democrats usually don't do that. But let's let's take a look here at uh, the Republicans' performance in the state of Ohio post pandemic. I saw the report in the Wall Street Journal that red states are doing decidedly better than blue states. We are, I think we're a red state. We've gone for the Republican candidate for president the last two times and more strongly the last time than the previous time. Uh, Are we, I see Texas, Florida, North Carolina mentioned. I don't see Ohio mentioned. Why don't I see Ohio mentioned? Because we are a red state that has a legislature and governors who act blue. I mean, that, that is unfortunately the truth, right? If you look at the recovery since the pandemic, we're ranked 37th in terms of private sector job recovery, 37th. So we're in the bottom third of the states, which is terrible and pathetic. And that is because we have have a timid governor, timid lieutenant governor. We've got a legislature that's more focused on doing very little 
than any of the truly fundamental policy changes that need to occur for Ohio to get into the top of that chart where Texas, Idaho, Utah, Florida, Montana, and don't whine to me about, oh, we're, you know, we're a cold-weather state. Well, so is Idaho and Utah and Montana, last I checked, and they're number one, two, and three in terms of job recovery. So this is where we got to get serious when it comes to policymaking in Ohio, because right now the, the Republican establishment is failing us woefully. So, Matt, you understand business. You understand how to create wealth and jobs, and that's what OpportunityOhio.org is all about. So let's just make you king for a day. Uh, what kind of policies would you like to see our Republican supermajority and our Republican governor put forth and follow through on? Well, what, what should have already happened is we should be a right-to-work state. We should have gotten rid of the state income tax. We could have done both of those. I, I laid out exactly how you do both of those things. So those two would have made us far more competitive than you are. And then fundamentally, Bruce, this is the stuff that bores people. But, you know, we got to figure out how to get Ohio's local tax burden down. That We are among the highest uh, state and local tax burden and is largely driven by our local taxes because we have 3,700-plus taxing jurisdictions, the third most in America. So we've got to figure out how do we consolidate county, city, school districts at the administration level. I'm not saying get rid of schools, get rid of your mascot. What I'm saying is if you have – Five school districts that are all near each other, and those school districts aren't that big. You need you don't, you don't need five different superintendents, deputy superintendents, finance people, blah 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 blah, who all have their expensive pensions. You can have one who governs all five, and there's a way for us to do that. And, and we got to get serious about trying to tackle some of these cost problems that make Ohio unattractive for businesses and, and citizens to, to stay and live and work and come. Yeah, and so what I'm wondering is, and our guest is Matt Mayer, OpportunityOhio.org. His Twitter is at Ohio Matt. We lost a seat in Congress, which that's predicated on population. So are we losing people to a worrisome degree? Well, we, 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 the, we, the problem we're having is we are not gaining people at the pace that other states are. When you look at uh, uh, the last, essentially, from 1990 till today, and then you know we just put a piece out. You can see it at the OpportunityOhio.org website where we detail what the world looks like in 2050. So if you take trends and you blow them out 30 more years. And what it looks like, right, is Ohio will have essentially grown by 18 meager percent over the course of 60 years, which is the third worst in America. Only Michigan and West Virginia are are growing more slowly than Ohio. And if we can't change that, then next week we're going to put out a piece, and we'll talk about it on the the next time we do your show, is how that impacts the political power held by Ohio, because we're losing congressional representatives. We've been losing them for a couple decades now, and that just makes we us weaker and weaker and weaker. And so this is a problem that we're going to have to fix. And again, you can't fix it if you have a state that has high taxes, that is not friendly to businesses and workers, that doesn't have a growing, booming economy, that it keeps our best and brightest here. And that is what we do not do. We educate and spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on K-12 and higher ed public uh, education. And then our best and brightest flee to places where there are job booming opportunities, uh, where incomes go up, where jobs are plentiful and competition creates greater wealth. Yeah, not good. Not good at all. That's why we have Matt on, because he points out these things that aren't glaringly obvious to the rest of us. Matt Mayer, OpportunityOhio.org, on Twitter, at Ohio Matt. Matt, thanks for your time today. As always, thank you. Joe Biden in Ohio yesterday. We talked with Matt Mayer about that. Appreciate Matt's perspective as always. A couple other things going on in the state politically. And we are a decidedly red state. So uh, 
Nan Whaley running for governor, Tim Ryan running for Senate, they have uphill battles because, eh, you know, Ohio citizens, they don't like paying $4.60 plus cents for gas. They don't like paying ridiculous prices for staples like hamburger, eggs, and milk. But as Matt pointed out, we certainly could do better than we are doing. A couple of things that are on uh, the horizon for Ohio. A citizen group is collecting signatures to try to get an amendment on the uh, ballot for next May in the primary that would allow anyone to refuse medical treatment, including vaccines. Gee, I wonder what could have given rise to this. (laughs) Well, uh, the Medical Right to Refuse Act is something that's being pushed by an organization called the Ohio Ballot Board. I think this would do pretty well. I think this might actually get on the ballot. You know, the whole backstory on this is Mike DeWine tried to govern in a way that he got his wings clipped by his own Republican-led Ohio General Assembly. He had at least one veto overridden by the General Assembly on matters related to health and vaccines and mask mandates and the like. Now, what would this ballot initiative do? It would prohibit an outside entity, ding, 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 from forcing medical treatment on someone. It would protect a person who refuses medical treatment from being required to get that medical treatment by their employer. We had the situation at Mount Carmel where we had people at Mount Carmel picketing out on the street because Mount Carmel was going to require its nurses and did require some of its nurses to get the vaccine. And if they wouldn't get the vaccine, they're gone. Saw a heartbreaking story on, was it Tucker last night? A 19-year Air Force vet. 19 years, one year from retirement, set his whole life up to be a 20-year military veteran and get that full pension after being in the military 20 years and he's being forced out of the Air Force. And there are tens of thousands of our soldiers, one-tenth of our military force is having to go through this. They're being forcibly removed from the military because they won't get a vaccine. And are we not at the point where we can admit that not getting the vaccine really doesn't make you a danger to anyone at all? I mean, those who get the vaccine, Anthony Fauci, are still getting COVID. We were told, in fact, if you said anything otherwise, you were banned from social media, that, oh, once you get the vaccine, you can't get COVID. You certainly can't pass COVID to others. Both of those have proven untrue. So I like this uh, amendment. But it can't be just a bunch of people in one area that pushes it. There are restrictions or at least, you know, protocol for how you get an, an initiative on the ballot. 44 of the state's 88 counties have to be, well, the signers of the petition have to come from at least 48, 44 of the 88 counties in the state of Ohio. So I don't think they'll have a problem getting that, that because I think it's a pretty popular measure throughout rural Ohio, and most of the state of Ohio is rural except for Cuyahoga, Franklin, Montgomery, uh, Hamilton County, and then, uh, what is what's Toledo, Lucas County, I think? Youngstown, Mahoning Valley. Other than that, Ohio's pretty rural. Okay, now, also... The details on the Uvalde school shooting continue to change. I think we've had 13 different timetables on how the Uvalde shooting occurred. 
and the latest details. I wonder how long Greg Abbott, the governor of Texas, skates on this, because this investigation into the Uvalde school shooting, this should be this should be so open, so transparent, so cut and dried, and so free from the kind of uncertainty that has defined it so far. Now we hear, through a 26-page report from Texas State University, that before the gunman went into Robb Elementary School, before he shot and killed 19 children and two teachers, a police officer had a clear shot at him outside the school, a Uvalde City police officer. Had a clear shot at him, had him cited, and asked for a supervisor's approval to fire the shot. The supervisor either did not hear the request or responded too late. The officer sought approval somewhere else, and by the time he turned back to where the gunman was, the gunman was in the school. I could go on and on and on and on about how ridiculous it is that a guy was outside the school with a gun, had wrecked his truck, had already gotten out of his truck and fired on townspeople. That's what precipitated the 911 call that got officers to the school in the first place. You don't need supervisor approval to shoot someone outside of school with a rifle. So what does that have to do with the state of Ohio? Mike DeWine is pushing a new tool that would allow local law enforcement and courts to enter information about warrants, protection orders, things like that, into state and federal criminal databases. And this is also what you see in Highland Park, Illinois, and in Uvalde. Both these shooters had pass with police. The Highland Park thing is, it's incredible to me that Police can be called to this Highland Park shooter's home when he threatens to kill his family. They can confiscate 16 knives, a dagger, and a sword. And he then can go and be in full, be deemed to be in full compliance with the very restrictive Illinois laws on background checks and red flag laws and still legally buy five guns. So hopefully this Ohio program that Mike DeWine is talking about, he says... This is a matter in some cases of life and death. The fact is that databases obviously are only as good as the information that's put in, how accurate that information is, and whether or not the information is put in at all. DeWine is encouraging the state legislature to mandate law enforcement and courts to report what are known as Tier 1 warrants. This should not be a hard sell for our Ohio General Assembly. And this should be something that DeWine should stand up and pound the table for because we've already had a mass shooting in Dayton. We have been fortunate not to have lately a school shooting in Ohio. We had the school shooting in Chardon, which was six, seven years ago now. Reporting these kinds of incidents, these warrants, these protection orders, and the like, increases the likelihood that you'll avert trouble before trouble occurs. 
But these things have to be taken seriously. The Highland Park case is just incredible to me that this kid could buy guns and that his father okayed it. Signed for, even. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.